Welcome to the Vinci Blogcast, your home for all content from the Vinci Digital Marketing Blog. This podcast was created to make our written blog content more enjoyable and accessible no matter where or how you enjoy listening to podcasts and specifically for the visually impaired. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 68 of the Vinci Blogcast. I'm your host and author of the content, Jerry Vinci. Today we're continuing our discussion around uh, talking about everything you need to know to effectively price small business products and services. And we're focusing on pricing concept number four, which is avoiding quantity over quality, no matter what. And this really comes down to the the concept of underpricing your services. So this this is a game killer for growth, for scaling your business. And it's often a, a trap that a lot of businesses fall into where they think that, you know, if I charge less, I can acquire more customers and then I can charge more later or I can just charge less and get more customers. And, you know, it's, it's a volume and a numbers game for them. And it ultimately hurts your business. It hurts the the industry. Uh, and it, it really just hinders your ability to really remain competitive in the proper way, not just based on the, the dollar amount that you're selling something for, but the value that you're bringing to the table. So value is always going to get completely decimated <laughs> if all you focus on is undercutting the competition or uh, being you know the cheapest option out there. So let's get into the content. Better quality products and services always attract a better caliber of customer. Other than a discount retail store owner, most of us would agree that quality beats quantity every time. And as a small business owner, your time is better served producing quality products for customers who appreciate value than those who buy crap just to save a few bucks. In my area of expertise, I find working with customers who appreciate and understand the value of online marketing is rare. I'd rather have only 10 customers who have actually thought about marketing as a necessity for their business, have allocated a serious annual budget, and let the marketing experts do their job as opposed to 100 or even 200 who fight you on every decision or suggestion as if they know better or rarely ever want to spend a dime but constantly complain that their online presence isn't doing anything for their business. Wow, that was a long sentence, (laughs) but true. Customers who see value are not easy to come by, but worth the effort tenfold. Here are some key points to consider in order to avoid quantity over quality when establishing pricing for your small business. So why underpricing hurts your business? Many businesses in desperation to sign customers or get sales will drastically reduce their prices. In their mind, they'll just make it up later with the sheer number of customers or perhaps get them to sign on for the lower quote-unquote introductory price and then increase it later. In both instances, it's a slippery slope. While the concept of having the same product sold to 200 customers all paying $50 or 50 customers paying $200 will net the same thing, they are very different. Let me take a step back. For any of you who have read other articles of mine, you know that in the past, I've been a big advocate of diversifying your service offerings and spreading revenue out among customers. I still genuinely hold that to be true. That can still be done with a smaller group of customers. And I don't really care how this makes you feel, but I have a confession to make. I'm in business to make money and help people in the process. What a concept. See, there's the duality of business right there. In business to make money, to provide for my family, 
family and to help people in the process. So the top three reasons I prefer working with the smaller 50 customer group when it comes to marketing, the people who see value are number one, they're spenders. And they understand that quality and establishing powerful, meaningful presence cannot be done without a considerable effort. Number two, they're risk takers and appreciate that you have to play to win. And three, they're willing to invest in something they believe in and already see there is far greater value, which comes from quality solutions rather than the group who is paying $50 just to save money and go through the motions. What do you think will happen when you try to get the 200 customers to spend $100 instead of $50? Probably half would leave. They bought the bargain deal and there's no way they'll be okay with the price doubling. However, if you go after the quality group of customers, you could easily add 50 to the price and the greater majority, if not all, would probably stay put. Is this speculative and subjective? Absolutely. But based on past customer behavior, I would say I'm entitled to make these assumptions because in my case, they're correct in at least nine out of 10 cases. The point here is know your customer. If you understand who they are, what they like, and how they feel about your products or similar products, then you can figure out a price that works for both of you. So how do you avoid underpricing? When avoiding quantity over quality with your products and establishing a better pricing model, always look at your competitors. Unless you see their costs as inflated or perhaps they have some added expenses that you don't have to incur that are pushing up their price, avoid pricing any lower than them. For example, if an established brand is offering their product for 100 and you come into the market at 100 people will just look at you as the same as them. You're just another spinoff and why buy from you when they can buy from the well-known brand for the same price? If no frills cost the same as the major brand, do you really think anyone would buy generic? If you charge less, people will assume your product is not as good, especially if you're new to the market. Without brand collateral and authority, people will assume it's an inferior product if you try to undercut your competitors. So remain competitive. Assuming you have a high quality product which is comparable to other competitors, if you price your product higher but reasonable, you will be in a much better spot. Here are three reasons why. Number one, you keep cheap, uninspired customers at bay. By remaining competitive, you're not going after the discount slash deal chasers who don't care who they buy from. Those customers only want the cheapest price they can find. There's no brand loyalty here. Don't kid yourself into thinking that customers who buy from you because it's cheaper hold any sense of obligation to continue working with you in the future. They'll shop around again next time, and if you don't remain the most or one of the most affordable options, they'll leave, guaranteed. Does every business have the luxury to cherry pick their customers? No. Depending on the industry you're in, you may be stuck with what you've got, but in most cases, developing a stronger marketing strategy which targets better customers can help you dictate the terms and pricing much more than if you rely on lower pricing being the only motivating factor to buying from you as opposed to a competitor. Point number two, pricing higher can suggest your product is better. Your price tells people that your product is as good, if not better than your competitors, even the major brand, if you price higher. The catch here, you had better make sure that it is. <laughs> Nothing will crush sales faster than an expensive knockoff that does a half-assed job while charging more than the well-known brand name. Also keep in mind who your target audience is. Even if your product is only as good, but not better than a major store brand, it might still have great appeal at a higher price because it's not mass produced. That's a really important point too, because a lot of people want to buy local. So if you're a small business 
focusing on a regional area, people tend to expect to pay a little bit more than they would if they get the mass produced version of something that's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. So for example, I can buy organic raw honey from a supermarket like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, or I can buy it direct from the local farmers who will charge more. Essentially, it's the same product. There's no added features or benefits from the major brand other than the fact that it's more convenient. However, when I buy local, I know it's super fresh, the money stays local, and I know the money I pay is going directly into the farmer's pocket. So in a scenario like this, I prefer to spend more for essentially the same thing because the price I pay is only a portion of what makes me feel good about the purchase. Many small businesses are in a similar situation where customers may buy from them because of the personal touch or accessibility if something goes wrong or they need help. Small businesses often don't charge extra for those types of customer service benefits. It's just an added perk of doing business with a company who does not have thousands of customers. So while they might pay the same or even higher than a major store brand, the small business approach and appeal may far outweigh the brand name influence. So assess your own business and determine if this may apply when pricing versus a larger competitor. And last point here, number three, is eliminate defensive strategies. When you price too low or give massive incentives just to sign up, you literally back your business into a corner. You're immediately up against the ropes and have to fight your way back to A, justify that your product or service is worth more than the initial cost, and B, that even with a higher cost, sticking with your company versus finding a competitive alternative is a better option. You're also forced to take on a far greater number of customers just to make the same profit margin. And anyone who has been running a business for a while knows that more customers don't just mean more profit, but more work to keep each of those customers happy. More customers paying less always leads to a much slimmer profit margin. And over time, I don't think there's any way to keep that going and keep the business afloat. I believe wholeheartedly this is a recipe for disaster. So try to never put your business in a position of disadvantage where you're immediately on the defensive or have to quote unquote dig out to balance the scales again. So final thoughts here, customers love deals. They love the idea that they're saving money and are compelled to spend when the opportunity to reap the benefits of those savings is short term. Have you ever shopped at Kohl's? Just about everything in the store is 40 to 60% off. The first few times you shop there, it seems too good to be true, but after a few trips, you realize there's always a ridiculous sale with huge discounts. The sale just ends up feeling like the regular price, so you're really not quote-unquote saving. Even large online retailers such as Amazon, you see this often where the inventory count on items is very low, like only one remaining or two left in stock, etc. This false sense of urgency gives way to desensitization of what is truly a worthwhile deal. That's the problem with discounts and selling for less all the time. You must continue to do so or people will go elsewhere. And because deals are so common, it really has to be a massive deal for most consumers to even bite. How long could that possibly be sustainable? What does that say about the quality of products or services you provide if you're constantly giving out discounts? So stick to your guns, stay competitive and charge more. If you regularly charge more, that also opens the door for you to develop ongoing sales and discounts for limited periods of time, which will entice customers to buy and buy soon before the deal is over. Even selling for less 
in this scenario will still be profitable. You also have the flexibility at, at the higher price to continue increasing the price over time because you're not worried about having the cheapest product in town or the most frugal of customers. Remember, offer quality products that offer great value at a reasonable price and you'll be able to control the market. So again, this is part of a seven part series to learn all about effectively pricing small business services and products. So we are on number four. We've got three left here. Uh, and if you need any help establishing a marketing plan or to do an assessment to determine what's missing or how you can reel in your pricing a little bit or have that conversation more easily with clients or prospects about what the investment is to work with you or to buy from you, feel free to reach out. Let's get on a call and discuss this and see if we can work together to create a better structure in your business. Thanks for listening.